Hello and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. This is episode 2004. Real quick, I'll do my disclaimer and we'll get on with it. Uh, so again, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. All the information that I share on this radio show or in our web on our website, blogs, webinars, ebooks, everything, everything. Um, is considered business information. It's not legal advice, and therefore we have not created an attorney-client relationship. If you have a legal issue, dial 911. No, just kidding. Um, if you have a legal issue, um, seek an attorney that has experience in that type of law. With that being said, again, it's episode 2004. Um, today we're going to talk a lot about um, player fees. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to get into some tryouts that are being held throughout Women's Football Alliance. Um, a couple of announcements to make here that have been made on the um, website as well. But let's get started here. I hope all the ladies um, that have tried out for teams near them did a great job showing their skills and their ability to work with, with the team. I must say that many teams are looking for many different things. Most teams, Division One, Two, or Three, are needing more players, especially at this time of the year. Right now, we are, is open tryout season. Um, but what I would say they're mostly looking for is um, women that love football, that are willing to learn the sport, and um, will sacrifice their time and their bodies and their energy to play women's football uh, because it's not only um you know a sport that we love that we you know that is moving and, and getting ready to do huge things but it also takes a lot of time energy money blood sweat and tears to do women's football uh, most of the people that are in women's football today um, have been around quite a long time and um, they're passionate about women's football but we need to make sure that everybody's um, learning football and um, going in the right direction. So I'm really excited about um, the 2020 season, 2020. Pretty excited about that. Um, but I want to make sure that the ladies know that during the tryouts, you need to show your skills. You need to show what you can do. Um, we've had a couple people that have showed up at tryouts, and it just it seems like they still have a little gas in the tank, if I if that could be my reference. But um, so we're curious to see how those people work out. And it could just be nerves. It could just be that they, you know, they're around a bunch of people that they don't know. And so it can be a little intimidating, a little um, self-conscious time. So um, just be sure to make sure that you um, show what you can do at those tryouts. Some teams are, are taking everybody that comes out. Um, some teams already have, you know, a core group of ladies that they're working with, and they might be working, they might be looking for one or two body types um, just to fill things up. I'm going to share with you guys some more tryouts that are happening in the WFA later in the show. Some of these um, are already posting that this is their last tryout. Um, so, you know, we're going into November and they're doing last tryouts. So, um, teams are getting things done quicker and um, really realizing that they need to hold those tryouts earlier. So I'm super excited. Um, we at the Dallas Elite are doing the same thing. 
Um, we held tryouts. Um, we've already had a tryout. We're getting ready to have another one um, in a week and a half, and then we'll have another one. But I'll share that with you when I talk about the tryouts. But um, I'm really glad to see people um, really stepping up and getting things done. So before I get too far into the show, I thought I'd touch on player fees. And I know that no one likes them. You know, even the owners don't really like player fees, to be honest with you. Um, from the owners that I've talked to, um, and, and this is my motto, I don't want the players to pay. I don't want their money. I want everybody else's money is what I'll tell everybody. Um, people need to realize that right now in women's football, player fees are still a necessity. You know, a lot of people are boasting or, or talking about teams that have no player fees, and it's just almost mathematically impossible at this in this day and age to not have a player fee. So I wanted to kind of go through um, the ideas of player fees, and I talked a little bit about it last week, um, but like I said, I'm bringing you guys information, not on an as-needed basis, but I just can't drop everything on you at the same time. So I want to talk about different concepts as we go through the show. And like I said, this year, we're really focusing on players. Um, last year, we focused a lot on the owners. This year, we're going to focus more on players and getting that done. Hold on just a second. Wait, pause for just a second. Sorry about that. I just needed to make sure that was not an emergency. So let's get back to player fees. What I like to equate them to is, and in fact, this year we've actually changed the way we've worded it. Um, a lot of the teams have a player fee. I, I don't know of a team that doesn't really have a player fee. They might name it something else, or you might have to do other things in, in place of it. Um, for example, working so many hours gets you your um, player fee paid for. However that is, somehow there's a player fee. Um, if somebody, if you guys aren't aware of a player fee or you guys know of a team that doesn't have a player fee, uh, please um, have them call me or, or text me or something because I'd be curious to see how they're doing that. And, you know, share that information with everybody else in women's football so that we could make it so everybody doesn't have to pay a player fee. But going back to the essential part of it, on average for a team that has between 35 and 50 players, if you add up the cost of the, the travel, the practice fields, the equipment, et cetera, the average is about $700 per player to accommodate those fees. Now, for example, if you only have 20 players, then uh, depending on your costs, it may even be higher because it doesn't, if you're renting a field or a facility, for example, for practice and say it's $500 and you only have 20 people go, you only have 20 people on your team and you only have 10 people go to the practice, still costs you the $500, whether you had 20 girls there or 50 girls there. So if you divide the, the 500 by 20, it's going to be a lot more per girl as opposed to, so for example, your field costs $500, and I'm sorry to do the math, but it gives a good example. Your field costs $500, you divide that by um, 10 girls, it's $50 a girl. 
But if your field costs $500 and you have 50 girls there, then it's $10 per girl. So hopefully that makes you guys understand um, the costs associated with it. So whether you have a big team or a small team, if you use that average of $700, and it can be $650, it can be $750, it can be $800, depending on different things that the team does. But that's $750 that each uh, player costs um, to get them everywhere, to get them to games, etc. So I was thinking about this um, earlier today, and it kind of just hit me because we have a lot of, and I, you know, people complain. I would assume it's players that don't want to pay player fees. Owners don't want to get player fees. They want to get it from somebody else. But I was thinking about college football and the fact that, you know, all these male football players, you know, they have this longevity. They take time to learn the skill of football. And while they're learning that skill, um, they might be going to college. They're paying for college while they're playing football, right? And learning the skill and getting better and marketing themselves and, and showing their abilities to the public. So I thought about the fact that it's not that different. I mean, obviously you're not getting a college education while you're paying your player fee, but paying a player fee is similar to um, the college route of playing football because you are paying to go to the school to be able to play football. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it just kind of dinged in my head. And again, it's it's not an exact similarity, but um, I thought it was a good way to illustrate the idea of a player fee. So in our team, um, we have a player fee and we're calling the it a training fee. So there's a $500 training fee. And then we also have fundraisers, mandatory fundraisers, includes selling tickets or buying them if you don't sell them, and then selling raffle tickets or buying raffle tickets if you don't sell them. Those have been the ones that we've found to be the most successful. Um, we do also have optional fundraisers. So if a player maybe has a difficult time selling raffle tickets, uh, well, that's a mandatory one. So that's not a, that's not a, um, something that you can switch out. But say, for example, the player fee, she can't come up with her training part, training fee of $500. We have other optional fundraisers that that person can do to make up for some of their training fee. Ultimately, we'd like them to be able to take care of all those things with other people's money and not their own. So that's kind of how we're set up. And I know that some other teams, depending on, depending on the team and depending on the division that they play in, um, player fees are between, I've heard as low as 300 and I've heard as high as 1500 to 2000. So I think the seven, $800 range is about the bell curve, about the average. Um, so that um, will help you to understand that. Again, I understand that people don't like player fees, um, but what we're gonna do is there is a way to not have to play a, pay a player fee. And so the question is, how do we get past paying those player fees? So I'm gonna do a whole class on what you can do to not pay a player fee 
and even possibly get paid for your efforts. Um, I'm going to do a class on um, bookkeeping for players and also getting paid as players. And to make it kind of simple, I'm going to talk about women's football marketing right now and give you kind of an overview of what needs to happen. Okay. And then I will get more into detail in those classes, but it's a basic fundamental concept of business. Um, and a lot of times business owners and even team owners that understand business take it for granted that everybody knows about marketing and many people don't know about marketing. They don't understand the, the concept of marketing. So I'm going to share that with you guys as a player and see if you can understand where I'm coming from as far as how you can market yourself as a player in women's football. Okay. So marketing is a process of getting potential customers or clients interested in your product or service, but in women's football, it's a product. The key word is in marketing is the, is the process. It involves researching, promoting, selling, uh, and maybe even distributing your product. And I'll explain that a little bit. So if you were a product like a, let's talk about a, a Diet Pepsi, because it's my favorite product. Um, they do research. They find out who likes it, what, you know, what demographic they're going to um, advertise to. They then promote it. And then in their advertisements or promotions, they pick colors, they pick words, they determine what is going to attract their ideal client. Course, then they sell, so they're going to put it into the Walmart or whatever, and they pay extra money to place their product in certain spots so people will buy it faster or will see it. Um, if you don't know that, if you go on the cereal aisle, all the good cereals are right at eye level, you know, about five foot four average or lower, so that the kids can see the cereal that has sugar in it. And then you'll notice a lot of the healthier ones are way up top where the adults are looking. Um, so that's part of the selling. And then of course, just distributing, distributing um, or distribution is getting the product out. Now, women's football, that's not really a part of our process except for getting the team on the field to show the product to the customer. And that's um, not only a team effort, but also an ownership effort of that goes back to the tryouts and getting enough people into the team. So, uh, but we'll talk a little bit. I'm just gonna talk about the basics so you guys can understand what you need to do as players to market yourself and the team. It's a huge topic. And in the class that I hold, I'm gonna actually go through different ways to market yourself. And I'm gonna go through um, concepts so that each person can be unique or represent themselves in their own way. So it's pretty cool when you get down to the process of it. So for women's football, the players together as a team are the overall product. I'm guessing that everybody understands that. The team is the overall product. However, you as a player are one part of that product. So this is going to date me really, really bad, but um, I tend to look at it like the Spice Girls or the New Kids on the Block, if you guys remember boy bands. I hear my husband laughing at me over there. 
Are you? Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about new kids on the block. So some thought that Donnie was the greatest thing since sliced bread and Danny was ugly and Jordan was the cutest, hence my daughter's name. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, but to to each his own, right? Ultimately, um, some people liked other, some people liked one of the kids, new kids on the block and others didn't. Um, it was marketing. If you look at that group, you know, there could have been 10 guys that all look the same, all the same height, all the same weight, all the same age. Um, but the whole thing was marketing of their group, very similar to a women's football team, right? Because they're marketing to their whole group to different people and trying to attract a, a variety of different buyers. So for example, you know, there were people that liked Donnie, but really liked Jordan. Ultimately, they're trying to get you to buy the CD and tapes, that's, uh, you know, audio tapes. Um, I know my husband and my daughter are laughing at me right now, but um, they were trying to sell those tapes. And so they wanted to attract different customers that had different interests. So they had a, a taller guy and a shorter guy and a younger guy and an older guy. And then they had one that was really nice and sweet and they had one was, that was shy and then they had one that was outgoing and outrageous. That is very similar to a women's football team. You know, where you've got to market the team as a whole that's going to be a successful women's football team that wins football games ultimately. But it's going to be made up of all these different women. There's going to be a, a tough one. There's going to be a sweet one. There's going to be a cute one. There's going to be a... a, a different variety of women on this team. Your goal is to market yourself as part of that team. And the name of the game in marketing is attracting and retaining satisfied customers. How do you do that? Not to get too deep into it, but what you do is you create your marketing plan or your marketing strategy for the individual football player. But it ideally, that marketing strategy is in line with the team strategy. So let me just give you an example. I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. So let's say, for example, you are in your day life, you're a teacher and you want to market that you... Um, enjoy working with children and you would like to get more girls into to women's football or into girls football and then up to women's football. And that's the image that you're trying to portray, right? Now that's, and that's an awesome marketing goal. <laughs> My husband just gave us the, our motto, um, but I'll talk about that in just a second. So if you are that team player that is a teacher, a role model, then you want to make sure that the team that you're on is in line with that. You know, if they um, are helping to promote Toys for Tots or girls football or flag tournaments um, or, you know, fighting against obesity or physical fitness, whatever the case is, Ideally, again, you want your marketing of yourself to be in line with the marketing of your team. So let's, 
what if your team doesn't have a marketing uh, plan or strategy and they're just kind of all off kilter and they're doing this and they're doing that? Your team owner or team management may not understand the concept of marketing and branding the team in a certain way. So you may want to speak to them and say, you know, let's try and get this together with the marketing of the team and it being in line with the players. Um, you can't be marketing that you love the youth, but then you're out partying every weekend showing crazy pictures or whatever, right? So the marketing needs to be in line with the team and the players. So how do we do this? You have to learn how to market yourself as an individual, as Donnie, as Jordan, as Danny, on the team that is the new kids on the block. I hope that kind of share, kind of gives you this idea or visual of what you need to do. Now, again, like I said, um, I'm going to announce a class that I'm going to teach you guys, first of all, what you need to do to market yourselves and um, give you guys ideas to um, market yourselves in a distinct way that that is you because your marketing strategy has to be part of who you are. It can't be a fake marketing strategy because it's something that you're going to live day in and day out. And by using this marketing strategy, you're going to get people to pay for you to play football. I'm also going to hold a class with regards to that about um, bookkeeping for women's football players because I want you guys to understand that it's very easy to become a paid women woman football player and it's easy to make money at it and also turn it into a um, side hustle, if you will. Um, that's what I call it when you're just, you know, you have your regular normal job and then you have the side hustle that's your business. And you can actually turn your business into a, a great thing. So I will share that with you guys a little later, but I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what you need to do to market yourselves and market your team. My husband came over here and set down something that, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but my husband and I uh, met in college. We were both getting divorced and we met each other. Neither one of us was ever getting married again. And um, I told him that I had to have at least three carrots to ever get married again. Is that right? Was it three carrots? So anyway, um, but then we fell in love and we both love football and here we are. Um, so the concept that he came up with, and, and this kind of goes to marketing yourself and marketing the team. A lot of people are out there saying, why aren't we getting these sponsorships? Why aren't we getting these big giant sponsorships? I'll tell you why, okay? If you only have 200 people in the stands, nobody wants to give us $10,000 to market to 200 people because they can spend way less and market to way more people if they use other strategies. So that's why it's been so difficult to get those big, and I consider a $10,000 sponsor, um, I consider that a big boy. Um, anything under that, um, we're, we're talking small business, which is fine. I like to um, approach it that 
$10,000 sponsors are just as good as one $10,000 sponsor. But what my husband shared with me, and this is something that we um, talked about a lot and, and we still kind of live by, is the perceived value must be higher than the perceived cost. So let's go back to the $10,000 sponsorship. The person that's gonna give $10,000 has to perceive the value is higher than the cost. So they have to believe that giving you $10,000 is gonna come back to them tenfold in money, customers, appreciation, whatever that is, goodwill, however you wanna say it. Um, that perceived value has to be higher than the perceived cost. Same thing with people that are um, sponsoring players or getting or giving sponsorship for players. The perceived value of paying for you to play needs to be higher than the perceived cost. So let's say, for example, you have somebody that will donate or give $500 for you to play, but in exchange, um, they want their logo put on your team's website page, uh, say your player page. Then they give you the $500. It's because they perceive the value of being on that page to be higher than $500 in value, $500 in um, sales. So they'll give you that $500 if they perceive that it is a good deal for them. So how do you make it a good deal for them? You market yourself in a way that tells them, uh, I'm gonna get hundreds of customers by having my website or tens of customers by having my link on their play player page and their website, et cetera, okay? So perceived value must be higher than perceived cost. So that is the end of our teaching part of the radio show. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna get into a couple more things here. Let's see how much time we got. Okay, we're good. First, I wanna share with you guys, the WFA Team United will be playing in the All-Star Team, made or playing against the All-Star Team made up of the MIFA Canada and the LEXFA Mexico All-Stars on February 29th in Miami. So this is open to all current WFA players. So I'm assuming that that's people that were on WFA teams last year um, that qualify to be part of this. You must fill out an app to be considered and the registration deadline is October 26. So you got 10 days left. If you're interested in being part of that um, team that goes and plays in Miami, Get on the WFA Facebook page. There's a link to register or to fill out an application. That's cool. I also wanted to do a shout out to Andra, Andra Douglas, who uh, she was with the New York Sharks that they, they ceased operation last year and kind of became the New York Wolves. But Andra, um, created or authored, published um, a book called Black and Blue. I wanna do a shout out for her. So if you guys um, wanna go on, I, I think it's available, Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Uh, so if you guys are interested in supporting her and her um, book, 
That is awesome. So next I'm gonna to get to tryouts in the WFA. Now this is kind of crazy. There's a ton of tryouts going on and they're all over the place. So um, I had somebody kind of get a list together for me and I'm gonna go through these real quick. Because again, it's about sharing the information so that we can get players on these teams. A lot of people look at it as, oh, you're, you're a team against me. Well, no, I want the Houston Power to get as many players as they possibly can. I want the Arlington Impact to get as many players as they can. I want the Maine Mayhem, because why? We won't have forfeits. How does that help us? We look good. We look like a unified team that doesn't have forfeits, right? So it's in my best interest and your best interest for all of these teams to have as many players or potential players come out to their tryouts. Okay, so here we go. The Bayou Storm Surge, Louisiana, I believe, uh, Bayou Storm Surge has a tryout on October 19th. That's uh, Saturday. Make sure you guys, uh, when you're putting these flyers out, make sure that they have the correct times and dates and stuff. I've got a couple that... Um, were incorrect and I had some people fix them because I don't want you, you know, I don't want people thinking that they're the tryouts on a Saturday when it's really on a Sunday or vice versa. You'll get to the tryout. Nobody will show up because they thought it was on Sunday and it's on Saturday, right? Um, same thing with times, but um, that's not as bad. So the Bayou Storm Surge, October 19th, it's going to be 25 bucks to try out, but you're going to get a t-shirt and a swag bag. I want a swag bag. Um, a t-shirt and a swag bag to try out, okay? Then there is, and these, there's, this is not in any order or anything. This is in the order that I got it off the internet. Um, I guess that's what the, she did. Um, so the Mile High Blaze is going on Sunday. It's a Sunday, the 20th. They're having tryouts from one to four at 15555 East 53rd Street. Denver, if you're from Denver or live in Denver, you know what that means. Um, it's a $20 fee. Um, I'll tell you the Mile High Blaze um, are putting together a team out there. So if you want to be part of it, there you go. Um, the, fan, the Phoenix Phantoms, they're having, they put out a bunch of tryouts. The next tryout is October 20th. So that's a Sunday. And then they have November 17th. Coach Mike Ellington's birthday. That's a Sunday as well. And then they have December 8th and December 15th. So to try out for the Phoenix Phantoms, it's $20. And um, because they have a weird name spelling, I'm going to spell it out for you. You can go to phoenixphantoms.org. So P-H-O-E-N-I-X. P-H-A-N-T-O-M-Z dot O-R-G. Go on there, get some information, register to try out. Next, we have the Austin Outlaws. They've been going for uh, 100 years. No, I'm just kidding. They've been going, I think this is their 20th year. Um, they, they say in the 512, we know that's Austin. Austin Outlaws will be having a tryout at 9.30 a.m., October 19th, which is Saturday, at the Texas School of the Deaf. 
We, we go and play them there often. Um, next is the Columbus Vanguards. They have a tryout on October 26th at 3 p.m. I don't think that they have a player uh, tryout fee. Um, the Richmond Black Widows. Some of the stuff is sliding together, but I'm not sure what they tried to write here. Richmond Black Widows is having a tryout on Saturday, this Saturday, the 19th at 8.30 a.m. at Tuckahoe. I don't know who came up with that name. Tuckahoe Middle, Middle School. Now we have, next we have a, another new team. It's the Memphis Sabercats. Memphis, Texas, Tennessee. Texas. Um, Memphis, Tennessee Sabercats. It's October 19th, 3 p.m. at the East High School. And it looks like they're $20 um, tryout fee. Next, we have the Baltimore Nighthawks. They've already had two tryouts. Their next one is November 9th. Hold on just a second, let me just check the date. November 9th is a Saturday at 9.30 a.m. They have a short time to register and then the tryout actually starts at 10. It's gonna be at the Annapolis Area Christian School and their tryout fee is $35. Next, we have the Minnesota Vixen women's football team. They have announced they're having their last tryout this Saturday. So if you're interested in playing for the Minnesota Vixen, um, they also have a long stretch of playing. This is their 20th year, I believe, as well. Their tryout is this Saturday, 9 a.m. You're going to go to their Facebook page, click through to their register. It says register here. Click through that and, and pre-register. Next, we have the Hampton Roads Hurricanes. Now, I it says that they're having tryouts, but I don't have dates or times. So I will keep that updated and post that to you next week. But really quick, I just want to make sure if you guys are looking for the Hampton Roads Hurricanes, um, the Hurricanes part is spelled differently. So if you're looking at it on Facebook, it's Hampton Roads Hurricanes, H-E-R. I-C-A-N-E-S, okay? Last but not least when it comes to our tryouts, let's see here. We're doing good on time. The Houston Power is having a tryout. What they're doing is an open tryout where anybody's invited to come. They have practices Saturday. Um, it looks like it's 8 a.m., and then Sundays, 4 p.m. They're at different locations, but they're trying to accommodate women with different schedules. Um, so you'll wanna go and connect with the Houston Power at their website or on their Facebook page to learn more about when and where to go for those. Real quick, I wanna look at something here that I wanted to share with you guys. And of course, I don't have it open. One thing I wanted to share with you Hold on. I need to go back here to a date. Hold on just a second, I'm scrolling to it. There was an awesome article on the Women's Football Alliance. Hold on, something was there. Did I get that one? 
This one doesn't have dates either, but I can go ahead and share it. Let's see here. It talks about the Iowa Phoenix. Um, they're recruiting 18 and older. It gives the email address and the Facebook page is iowaphoenixfootball.com. If you need more information, go there. It does not publish any um, dates or times for tryouts. So I'm guessing that that's gonna be updated soon. I wanted to share with you, because I, I listened to a radio show the other day and it stated that women's football started in the 50s and I knew it was wrong, but you know, I, I'm not there to correct other people's radio shows. Uh, do, 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 do. It was posted on October 9th um, by the Women's Football Alliance and I'm gonna share it on our Facebook page. But women have been playing football since the 1930s. Hold on, I'm pulling up this article. And one of the comments on there is, oh my gosh, they wore the ugliest uniforms. Um, yeah, the, the uniforms were not pretty. Um, I'm gonna ask Coach Mike if we can maybe do this uh, next year. Striped uh, socks and I think the color, it looks like it's orange and red and blue are the colors of this team. Super cute, but um, somebody put together this article. I'm not sure. Let's see who. Natalie Weiner, Weiner, Weiner. I'm not sure how you say that. Um, she did a good job. Um, another person that is really good at women's football history, she keeps track of it is Mitzi from the Toledo Reign. Um, and I'm not sure if she uh, contributed to this or not, but this is a really great article uh, about women's football and it shows some old, old pictures. Uh, let's see here. From Life Magazine, etc. We've done this uh, last year on my radio show, we covered the history of women's football and had a lot of this. Um, and they've just compiled it here. So if you're interested in learning more about women's football and the fact that it started in the 1930s, and there was scandal even back then with women's football and uh, the um, craziness of the people stealing money, and all. it was just crazy. But yeah, check that out. Uh, there's some there's some really good stories in here about um, fraud and money laundering and all these kinds of good things. See what you get in women's football, it's crazy. I'm just kidding. Um, that's pretty much all I have for today with regards to women's football, marketing, player fees, um, all the tryouts going on. I'm gonna share with you guys real quick. Um, starting next week, um, I'm gonna open up the W the WFS Women's Football Success Facebook group. Um, I accidentally pushed a button one time and it said I can't fix it for 28 days. So I'm waiting for the 28th day to do that. Um, we're going to have some interviews on there as well. Um, some Facebook lives and uh, post pictures of teams, etc. with regards to Women's Football Alliance. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, and I forgot to even tell you guys so the Dallas Elite are having their final tryout, we hope, right? Dallas Elite final tryout is October 26th. It's at 9 a.m. at 
I have no idea. I just go. They just drive me there. 10 a.m. At Drive Nation, uh, 2550 Rental Car Drive in Irving, Texas. Thank you, Mr. Marketing Guru. I appreciate it. You want to do a hashtag or anything with that? <laughs> sure he does. Go ahead. Do you have a hashtag? Women's football. Hashtag. Hashtag Dallas Elite. Hashtag on her turf. Hashtag, hashtag the real elite. Hashtag the real elite. Hashtag WFA. She's so silly. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you guys' time. If you guys uh, want to play women's football, now's the time to get to some of those tryouts. You can reach me at Women's Football Success at the website. Um, it's actually under Super Small Biz. A little section of Super Small Biz is Women's Football. So if you go to supersmallbiz.com, you'll click on Women's Football. And I really need to update that. I got to tell you guys, uh, it's been super busy. I'm actually supposed to have this done on Monday to BJ. Last week, I want to apologize because I had to do part of the show and then I had to jump over to Coach Johnson's show because I was running out of time. And then I went back to my show. So I felt, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I felt that it was very choppy last um, radio show. But um, I apologize for that. I'm going to make sure that I um, get this done in a more fluid, fluent, fluid. Um, fluid is the word. <laughs> That's why I do the recordings without you in the room. But yeah, so I like to have a more fluid, uh, conversational uh, radio show. If you guys have any questions, comments, issues, please um, feel free to reach out to me or even Coach Mike or, of course, the WFA. Um, if you have any questions about women's football, starting a team, playing on a team, marketing a team, any of those kind of things. I will get with you guys next week. You can reach out to me through the Women's Football Success Group that we're going to open up this week. And... Uh, I'm going to have that class getting started about marketing players and bookkeeping for players that potentially want to be paid. Appreciate you guys' time. You guys have a great week. I will talk to you later.